0: The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast
1: feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great. From a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me today, this is such a treat, with me today is Jennifer Landa.
0: Thank you for having me. I need some counseling.
1: (laughs) Do you you really? (laughs) I
0: do. I need some Star Wars counseling. Well,
1: maybe I can give you some counseling. Maybe you can give me some counseling. (laughs) There's counseling going everywhere. But we are certainly (laughs) going to try to counsel uh, the two wonderful listeners who are actually three wonderful listeners who sent in two grievances. Yes. Try to tackle two grievances and then people can decide which is the master Mm. and which is the apprentice. Ooh. They're both kind of heavy. Yes. Yeah. Got to talk about Wampas uh, last episode. Oh,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> but right. this
1: week's kind of heavy, so I'm glad <laughs> to not be alone. I don't want to be end up weeping alone, Jennifer, I and know. I think you can help me with that. So our first grievance is about the passing of Padme Amidala, and we actually got two questions about that. Chris Logel at Chris underscore Logo said, uh, Star Wars qu- counseling question. Padme is healthy at the end of Revenge of the Sith, but lost the will to live. How does that actually kill her? And then, totally separately, Brian Rohrenbacher sent in, I still don't get how in Episode 3, Padme loses the will to live, but at the same time still thinks there is good in Anakin. If she really believes there was still good, Wouldn't that give her the will to live? Mm. Or was she trying to just get out of raising twins on her own? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a little bit of Star Wars counseling that Brian offered himself right there, which is great. Thank you guys for uh, sending those questions. So, Jennifer, let's tackle this, the overall question of Padme's death, but also the specific question that Brian brings up of, how, how did she lose the will to live if she still had hope? This
0: is, uh, this, I'm glad that these listeners brought up these questions because it's something that's bothered me ever since I saw the film. Okay. I did not like, it didn't make sense to me. I mean, we've set up that Padme is a strong, courageous, brave woman, and then she dies of a broken heart and she loses the will to live, even though, but she wants to name her children. So it's just, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um... (sighs) So, I've tried to rationalize it in a couple different ways.
1: Right. Okay, cool.
0: One is that we can just accept George Lucas is not the best writer. <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, he wanted to be poetic, kind of Shakespearean. Yes. And she just, she lost the will to live. It's a yeah, very, uh, a very, um, uh, lovely sentiment, even though it's not necessarily realistic.
1: Right. It's sort of like a Romeo and Juliet, but mystical.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, So that's one thing. Okay. George, just not the best writer. Alright. The second thing would be, that if you actually look at, like, all the things that she suffered, yeah. she went through a lot, right? You know, she's force choked, so was, you know, I don't know what that would do to the strain of your vocal cords or what else is going on. Yeah. Um, the shock and, and terror that she, this man that she loved Killed young leads?
1: How yeah. is he going to be a
0: father? Yeah. You know, like, this is this is a very dire situation. Um, and also, I'm sure that she felt like some, some betrayal, uh, a loss of her love, um, confusion, and then also childbirth. Yeah. With twins, no less.
1: It's not easy, right? It's That's what an, I'm given to understand?
0: No, what? it's not easy. It's <laughs> not an easy thing. So all of that stress and trauma, both physically and emotionally, is what led her to... I don't want to say lose the will to live, but uh, yeah, I guess lost the will to live. It was just too much for her to handle. Yeah. It was so overwhelming. She couldn't take it anymore.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. The spotlight isn't put on it in the way the story is told in the film of how much she's been through. Mm-hmm. And we, do, we are just filled with, she's a fighter, so why can't she just get up and keep fighting? Right. But she has been through a tremendous amount. Oh, and that was one of my ideas, too, of, you know, Star Wars counseling, we sometimes verge into, like, trying to come up with canon explanations, but it is also about, like, well, how do we as fans just feel better about it? Mm-hmm. So one just sort of, like, out there thing was, we're just taking this droid's word for it. Right. Maybe the droid is wrong.
0: <laughs> he could be wrong. <laughs>
1: that droid could be wrong yeah. because she has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I think if you asked any woman, I, uh, like, you're going to give birth to twins, but before that, you lose your husband, then you have an actual physical injury of being choked, And it's on a lava planet. (laughs) I think if you ask a normal (laughs) pregnant woman, like, right before you give birth to twins, would you like to go to a lava planet... Like that by itself would be no,
0: yeah, traumatic. Um, no, you're already hot when you're pregnant. You're already <laughs> already feeling very hot. Yeah, and you're also like your hormones. There, you know, a lot of stuff is going on emotionally for you because of the hormones. So this would this would be too overwhelming. Yeah, it's just too much for her to handle. And we do, as silly as it sounds, it is actually possible. I did a little research. Oh,
1: good, good, good. It's
0: actually physically possible to die of a broken heart. I believe the condition is called tak. Tach- Takotsubo cardiomyopathy? Damn. Also known as stress cardiomyopathy, which is when there is a sudden temporary weakening of the muscular portion of the heart. This weakening may be triggered by emotional stress, such as the death of a loved one, a breakup, or constant anxiety. The only catch is that it normally affects women over 60. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, bending the rules a little yeah, bit. Yeah, all right.
1: But it is a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, so... Ships make noise in space. Yeah. So... Yeah. You
0: know, so it's physically possible.
1: Yeah, I think that I think an interesting thing about this discussion in the Star Wars fan community is the literal words "she has lost the will to live" mm-hmm. are used by the droid, right? And we fill in she has a broken heart, right? And to me, there is a bit of a difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: because one is entirely romantic mm-hmm. or familial. I don't know. She died of a broken heart is different to me than lost the will to live.
0: Right, right. That's very true. I think that where some of that comes from is I believe it was like the Ro- uh, the road one, the uh, Revenge of the Sith novelization. Oh, okay. Where I think Obi Wan says that.
1: Oh, okay. She so- died of
0: a broken heart. I think that that's where some of the the that comes from. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Losing the will to live is basically like. She's 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 lost all hope.
1: It's larger, yeah, and we can get back to that whether she's lost hope or not, but it's larger than Anakin. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is like right. a broken heart can just be like, My husband turned into a murderer. And there's right. something about it that uh is a little bit diminishing, versus mm-hmm. the other thing, we've talked about everything she's been through. She's a fighter with a blaster and everything, but she is a politician right. who wants to believe that the system can work and fights for the system.
0: Mm.
1: And the entire system just collapsed. Mm. Everything she's fought against as the Queen of Naboo, as a senator from Naboo, just got turned into the Empire. So Will to Live, to me, has, like, not only is Anakin plunged into darkness, but so has the galaxy from her perspective. Mm. And Will to Live makes it a little bit bigger than... Oh, I found my boyfriend's a jerk.
0: Yeah, I think that's the that's the problem for a, a lot of fans, including myself. Where it's like, oh, okay, really? Now, now, all of a sudden, she's just gonna, you know, die of a broken heart because yeah. of her, uh, her, yeah, Anakin. No, yeah, I don't believe that. I believe Padme's stronger than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. But there is another uh, theory that is. Which is, did Palpatine, this has been circulating online for a while, you know, did Palpatine actually have a hand in her death? Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's fascinating because, you know, yeah, we have the, the droid could be wrong. We have the, there is precedent for a loved one dies and your body just gives out. Mm -hmm. Like that happens in real life. Right. It's documented. And you said the long word. (laughs) (laughs) The long medical word that makes it true. Uh, But then... Then everything else falls into, ooh, force, mystical, fun interpretations. Right. I, I think, I like the theory that Palpatine somehow manipulated the connection between Anakin and Padme. Uh-huh. The way that scene is cut together. Right. That he sort of was able to suck the life force from her and give it to Anakin. hmm Obviously, Palpatine has motivation to want her to be dead, period. Absolutely. Just as a political thorn in his side. And then also to just cement, there's no way that Anakin is turning back. If I can tell him, not only is Padme dead, but you killed her. Oh, yeah. So I feel like all the motivation is there. The only thing I don't like about that theory is I don't think the evidence is there in the movie. And I know yeah. some pro- proponents of this theory see the evidence in the movie. Uh-huh. And good, good for you. That's great. I don't see the evidence in the movie, but yeah. I love the theory.
0: Yeah, I think it's a fun theory. It's fun to read into it like that. It's a way of people kind of, you know, getting getting used to the fact of, okay, this is this is uh, how she died. We're trying to find a way to rationalize it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, but I think that the simple answer is we got to look at what what is there already in the film.
1: Yeah, exactly. But if you like this theory and you watch Revenge of the Sith and you're enjoying it and then this drives you nuts. And it makes you better to imagine uh, Palpatine, Sidious, manipulating the midi Chlorines to take life from one and give it to another. Right. That's really fascinating. It's really cool. Uh, there's a part of me that, that wonders, like, is there an interesting force theory that almost goes along with the real medical uh, truth of you can die after a loved one dies because your body just gives out? Mm. Um, that there was some sort of, like, bond in the force that Palpatine didn't manipulate but that there just was a bond
0: Mm. between
1: padme and anakin and in the moment that anakin truly died that she couldn't go on like Mm. some strange weird rule of the force when you were truly bound in like true love
0: yeah and connected in that way yeah Uh that
1: you truly can't live without the other
0: Ooh, and
1: that to me i like that idea because that explains like why she still has hope Right, I guess the Palpatine one would too, but like she's fighting, but somewhere Anakin is being sealed into that mask, and, and she just can't go on because because Anakin is gone.
0: And I think that that still is romantic and poetic, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the character that they've established. Yeah, that, that she is. Yeah, which is the strong character. Yeah. It's it's just it's just the nature of of true love yeah. and this binding yeah. between them. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I think so. I, I accept that. Oh, good. I accept that <laughs> because I just it just made me really <laughs> angry. I'm like, "Oh, come on. <laughs> this just, it just seemed a little bit too convenient." Like, yeah. We knew although at the same time like Leia talks about remembering her mother, so uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of problems there. And we
1: did I did a Star Wars canon episode about that. Yeah. yeah, there's some issues there.
0: Yeah, but I mean like we know that she's she's gotta go away essentially so how are you gonna do it yeah right I just kind of felt like oh it was just you know they George knew that he had to get rid of her and he just kind of wanted to quickly yeah do away with it in this you know in this uh, poetic way
1: yeah and there's poetry the way those scenes are cut together
0: yes with the heartbeats yeah
1: right and yeah yeah because I think that is one of the bits of evidence of like the exactly how the heartbeats are mixed mm-hmm. together of the two of them yeah
0: all right, all right, maybe, yeah, see, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I, but there. I don't think, George, I'm sorry, but I don't think that George, it's a cool theory, but yeah. I don't know if I really believe that he, yeah, he, uh, did that intentionally.
1: I, <laughs> I, the other element I like of that theory is I like that. Speaking of like the poetic and Shakespearean tragedy, I like that it is Anakin's fault mm. in some way. I, I don't think he, the fourth choke.
0: Right. No. Killed her
1: obviously, but I do feel like that is an interesting, uh, a very Shakespearean thing of, I had this fear that vision that she would die so i do all of this stuff to prevent it and by trying to prevent it i cause it right so i do like it being anakin's responsibility
0: how would you have felt if he actually did kill her in that moment would it would it have been too much yeah yeah right Yeah, i, I mean... think about that sometimes i was like you know it would have been really powerful and showing who this who this villain really is yeah you know but i think it would have been too much
1: yeah and i mean it, it, it... I think it would have just been. Uh, we, we put up with a lot of horrible darkness in Star Wars to still ultimately come away going, like, these are fun action adventure movies and mm. we can enjoy them on that level and we absorb a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. People walked away from The Force Awakens going, that was a good time holiday movie I watched with my friends where Han Solo was murdered by his son. You know, like, we put up with a lot of darkness and then maybe that's just like a step, even though like it's narratively appropriate, right. it would have, it's for me like a step too dark.
0: And It would be problematic then for his redemption in some way too. Like, yeah, you know, would it b- still have the same kind of payoff?
1: It also makes Palpatine the ultimate villain by lying to her. Mm. I'm contradicting myself a little bit, uh, uh, but uh, because I like I like Anakin being culpable, but I don't like him literally. Killing Just her. killing her. Yes, I agree. Using the force, and you know, and there is that idea, like you know, I like some of her lines about like you're you're taking a path I can no longer follow, oh, which yeah. is like a thing I say jokingly to friends when they're like doing something like, <laughs> uh, you want me to go out? Uh, no, Twin Peaks is on. You're following a path I cannot join you on. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I do feel like the scenes on Mustafar with Anakin and Padme
0: mm-hmm.
1: are important, and they're more about her spiritual death. Right. than her physical death because it's like her hope. She can't follow him. Yeah. So I guess maybe uh, uh, kind of to wrap up this uh, uh, grievance, this great grievance that Chris and Brian sent in, I don't feel like it, it doesn't make you less of a fighter to lose a battle.
0: Mm.
1: The you're, you're a fighter because you keep getting up and fighting until and you can't anymore. Right. You know, that's what a fighter is. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't get knocked down. And I feel like the idea... Specifically that she says to Obi-Wan, "There's still good in him, of like, right. I have this hope baton. Something's happening to me. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's a strange mystical force thing. But I can't carry this baton anymore. But I just gave birth to two children who maybe can.
0: Mm. And
1: Obi-Wan, maybe this is a little your responsibility, so take it. Mm. I'm out.
0: Yeah. Right. She is still a fighter. I'll accept it. Yeah. But, yeah, Amy, even the greatest fighters at some point, I think of, you know, Ron, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. At some point, she just was like, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I, I don't know if she's announced her retirement officially, but, you know, yeah, when you get that broken, it's it's you just can't get back up.
1: Yeah. And maybe that is, you know, what it is about about the will to live of, like, maybe I could handle the collapse of our entire galactic government. Right. Maybe I could handle Anakin turning to the dark side. Maybe I could handle him <laughs> slaughtering younglings. Right. But all of it, no.
0: Together, yeah. I force just, choking me,
1: force choking me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, yeah. So I don't know which out of all those which makes you feel the best. Like imagining a poetic, mystical force connection. Uh, the droid just being wrong, which mm-hmm. makes you feel just accepting. Sometimes George makes choices we disagree with, right? Which makes you feel better.
0: I like the binding in the force. Yeah, I think that it's it it goes with what George w- maybe was trying to do or yeah. what he would want to be said it's shakespearean it's poetic um but it is not like i said it's not taking away from who padme is yeah. and her strength yeah so i accept that one
1: yeah okay yeah. i think this is a this has been a really fun uh grievance because yeah. it is star wars counseling star wars is a silly space adventure about laser swords uh, but sometimes it's like real counseling of like We can offer some ideas, (laughs) but if you want to feel better, ultimately you have to feel, (laughs) want to feel better yourself. Exactly. So those are some fun ideas. That's a really, really difficult and interesting question. I'm so glad uh, Jennifer was here to help me handle that one uh, and do good medical research, too. (laughs) Thank you. Our second grievance is about the destruction of the Sith themselves. This comes on Twitter, Mod34 at Modified334 asks, If Jedi is one side and Sith the other, how would destroying one side be bringing balance to the force?
0: This is a question I think about
1: a lot. Oh, really? Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, and I think we've we've talked about it before on Force Center. And so I was thinking about Republicans and Democrats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to, you with, know, our yeah, current so, political climate,
0: right? And so some might say, well, the the person on the other side is a bad person you know I want my agenda to be passed I yeah. want only mine but part of what makes a good government is having the the marriage of the two right the balance of the two right the problem is is that when you take that and you apply it to the Jedi and the Sith it doesn't quite work no because the Sith are bad yeah they are Bad people, they are selfish, they they are w- hungry for power and will do anything to achieve it. They really only care about themselves and the individual. Yeah. And That's problematic Um, because they're never going to compromise and they're never going to want to help the greater good. Right. They're never going to want to help all people. They want to help themselves.
1: They want the accumulation of power.
0: Right. Yeah. So how can you have balance with that
1: that's a really good way to look at it because if the jedi had like a sit down with the sith and like mm-hmm. we're real peaceful yeah there are two of you we'll let you slaughter a bunch of us <laughs> so there's just two of us yeah. and then we'll have balance the sith would never go cool thanks they would wait until the Jedi's back return and stab them exactly and they would and they would have conviction of their beliefs
0: right yeah so that's the problem what what yeah. I guess, what is uh, what is bringing balance? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. Exactly. And I think it goes to, he, this is this prophecy that George threw out. Right. That it's up for interpretation. hmm But I think when you start to dig down, we're getting all this uh, gray area storytelling in Star Wars, which right. is great. It's rich. I have no problem with it. But going back to some specific things that George wrote or said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or with, wrote or said with his rubber stamp, there's the arc. At the very end of the Clone Wars series, where Yoda is uh, contacted by Qui-Gon. Oh, And yeah. he's trying to figure out mysteries of the Force. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this planet that has these, you know, big sort of omnipotent, strange Force beings. Yeah. And one of the things, I'm, I'm really paraphrasing here, but one of the things that is said to him is, you need to live on so you can guide the one who will make the prophecy come true and bring balance to the force. And it is really coming from George. I'm paraphrasing, so it's losing some of its punch. But in that moment, in that episode, it is really clear that George's perspective is that the destruction of the Sith is the balance of the force. That that's, if you interpret these force beings as being the voice of Star Wars mm-hmm. and saying, "Yoda, you need to live on so all of this interaction between Luke and Vader can eventually happen right is that's your destiny is uh, to me that's interesting, and then I think you go all, also go back to like palpatine talking about doing unnatural things mm-hmm. and to me, that's the biggest way that I justify that's balance is the force is like hey, if you're passionate, that's fine. If you're a little afraid, that's fine. If you're acting out of love, that's fine. Go ahead use the Force. But don't manipulate the Clorians against their will to do unnatural things. Right. Like the Force is natural. hmm And the Sith use it in an unnatural, violent way.
0: Right. And that's why they've they got to be gone. Yeah, they have to be eradicated. <laughs> but I think it's going to be interesting to see what that means. Bringing balance to the force within the last Jedi,
1: exactly,
0: and with Luke and his his journey. Is he going to be a little bit more loose with the Jedi rules and what they believe in? You know, dealing with these shades of gray. How is this all going to come into play, and how is it going to challenge what we believe is bringing balance yeah. to the force? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and to me it even ties into, we talked about this a little bit on uh, the latest uh, main show of Force Center, like the uh, Battlefront Two book that's going to come out that's going to show a little bit more of a perspective of somebody who believes in the Empire. Mm -hmm. You know, and Anakin has his lines in Revenge of the Sith. Well, from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Right. And you're like, hey, Anakin, they did rescue you and leave your mother to be a slave. Like, I can see your perspective that maybe you're mad. You fell in love with a woman and this order said, no, love is bad. Yeah. So like you. So there. I think it's tempting to take things like that and see them as Lucas or the overall world of Star Wars saying, "Yeah, the Jedi got some good points. The Sith got some good points." But I don't think that's ultimately the story.
0: No, it, I don't think the so story either. is the
1: Sith are evil and unnatural. <laughs> yeah, and it's understandable that some people would buy into their ideology for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But, but the galaxy is like ultimately like. Don't. No. Stop right. destroying planets. They're part of the force. Don't do that.
0: Yes. It's it's interesting because you think of like yin and yang and the, that philosophy, which is that both coexist, mm-hmm. right? Good and bad, uh, light and dark. But in this case, that's not how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, the Sith cannot essentially exist it's really just got to be the Jedi. Yeah. And that's oh, the balance. Yeah.
1: You know, you know, maybe this. Oh, I got really excited. Oh. I, got, I used my high voice. Oh. Um, maybe this is where The Last Jedi is going that um, both the Jedi and the Sith are too dogmatic
0: mm-hmm. in their sort
1: of structures. And we know George Lucas hates organizational yes. <laughs> structure. Yeah. He's a uh, hippie at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's a yeah, Northern California Crystals dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where a lot of this comes from. The idea that. Uh, the Jedi and the Sith are both too dogmatic on either end. Right. And that maybe they both need to go away. And the balance of the force is that the institutions are gone. Mm. And that it is still like individuals and in smaller groups making these more like a uh, uh, small community choices. Ooh. Kind of ties back to your political <laughs> yeah. ideas. Cause I, I think that's what maybe some fans kick back on when you just say the Sith are bad period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, That doesn't mean that accessing passion or having attachments is bad. Right. The Sith dogma of power, 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 kill everyone who's in your way, that's bad. Mm -hmm. And the Jedi are like way over here on the other extreme of like, in order to be so and totally selfless and pure, you're not even supposed to marry someone. Mm. You're not supposed to care passionately about somebody too much. You're supposed to be dispassionate. You're supposed to be happy when they die. Because they're one with the force, like Oof. those are real extremes, and I feel like wouldn't it be cool if the story of like the last Jedi is Luke being like, can't have these structures. Yeah, there's this buffet of emotions that the force is open to, right? But you need to kind of, as an individual, keep those emotions in balance.
0: And to also prevent from anyone becoming like like Anakin, yeah. and being tempted because, gosh, those are a lot of rules to follow, follow and that's that's really difficult. Yeah, and that's why I could never be a nun. I, I couldn't do. I can't <laughs> do <you> that. Did you try? No, but I thought about it. Okay. I, I liked the uh, the flying nun show. So it was it was intriguing
1: to me. It was
0: intriguing to me. Um, but yeah, this this idea that you that these hard and fast rules, and if you break them, well, that's it. You've you've gone to the dark side. It's like yeah, that's, it's too difficult to follow that. So Maybe there's a a middle ground. (laughs) Yeah, a middle ground that combines the best the best of both.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about like Yoda's speech to Anakin in Phantom Menace, which got made fun of a lot, but then ended up really playing out in interesting ways. Of since a lot of fear in you, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. Mm -hmm. And like it's it's elegant because that's exactly what happens to Anakin. But it does also feel like saying to like a three year old. You stole a cookie from the cookie jar. Right. You might as well go to prison now.
0: Your fate has been determined. <laughs> your,
1: your, your fate is sealed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and yeah, Yoda needs to relax. What yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Chill out, Yoda. And I think he did a little bit. So yeah, I think that is not su- a super direct answer to any to the how is destroying one side bringing balance to the force, but a, a buffet of options. Mm-hmm. Of ideas of what it it could mean, what it might mean in the future,
0: right? But which uh,
1: of all these ideas we discussed, which what makes you feel better when you're wrestling with how does just destroying one side bring balance?
0: I think that, I mean, I just I look at the original trilogy and the redemption of, of Vader. And how Luke and my uh, well gets back to who is the chosen one and whatnot. Yeah. But you know, uh, yeah, Luke. In some ways, Luke is the chosen one to help his father, um, to redeem his father. So I'm sorry, but I do. I just don't believe that you cannot have Sith and and have them doing their thing yeah. and have balance. Yeah. in the Force, you just you can't
1: because Sith will not accept balance. No, so you bye bye Sith. So bye bye. Yeah.
0: So basically, it's, it's the yeah. Jedi.
1: Yeah, in my personal interpretation of the philosophy, we've talked about it a lot on, on Force Center—not the philosophy, but the prophecy of the Chosen One. It's not when uh, Vader and Palpatine reduced the Jedi to similar numbers to the Sith, no. which is a popular—and that's—I mean, it doesn't really work because you got Kanan, you got Ezra, you got a million right. other Jedi or Force Ahsoka running around. Um, to me, it is when Vader, unlike. When he tries to save Padme, when he's trying to save Padme, it's selfish. Mm. Because he doesn't know how he's going to live right. without this person. It's the dark side of attachment. Yes, he's, It's not because he cares about her and is thinking about what she wants. He's offering her an empire. And she's like, I don't want an empire. I want democracy. <laughs> right. Have you been listening? Yes. Uh, so it's selfish. When he saves Luke, it is selfless. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't want his son to die. Mm. And in that moment, he destroys Palpatine. Palpatine's lightning kills him. Mm -hmm. He destroys the Sith. But it is not simply the triumph of the Jedi doctrine over Sith doctrine. No. Because he's doing that out of love, out of selfless love, which is kind of in line with Jedi doctrine, but still has an element of attachment. Yeah. He does this because he is attached to Luke. Mm. It only happens because Luke is so open to his attachment to his father. Mm. So I feel like in the completion of the prophecy, you have some elements of Jedi doctrine and you have some elements of, but be open to other emotions. Be open to attachment and passion. Yes. And family and all of these great things.
0: Because those are good things.
1: Those are good things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Shmi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> just really, it just all does come back to Shmi.
0: Yeah. It comes back to Shmi. Shmi always.
1: raised a good boy. Yeah. And Obi-Wan only did no up. I say that as one of the world's biggest Obi-Wan Kenobi fans. He yeah. tried. He was an only okay stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: did his best. He
1: did his very best. That is some Star Wars counseling, some juicy, juicy grievances. Thank you uh, so much for uh, sending them in, and thank you, Jennifer, for tackling these much bigger ones. I would have been rambling for hours no. without you uh, to, to center me and to really bring up some great points. That point about the Sith would never accept balance
0: mm-hmm. is, that
1: uh, man... That's I mean, powerful. Yeah.
0: Let's, let's, ooh, I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced people like that in our real life.
1: Yes. <laughs> so we know
0: there's no compromising there's, with those people. Exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, so yeah, just like you can't go to that Thanksgiving dinner anymore. Yeah. The Jedi cannot tolerate the Sith because they simply will never work together. Anyway, Jennifer, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on all the social media sites at Jenniferlanda, youtube.com slash Jenniferlanda. And thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's really, really nice uh, to be uh, joined in this uh, Star Wars adventure here. You guys can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can follow all of my Star Wars and other comedy adventures on josephscrimshaw.com. Please send in your grievances. We're happy to talk about logic or plot flaws. I kind of love the most the stuff that just eats at your soul, because all ultimately Star Wars counseling. Sometimes we do offer like, uh, well, how could this fit into canon? How could it make sense? But we also like to talk about what makes you feel better as a Star Wars fan and brings you into the light. So send your grievances to us at uh, with the hashtag SWCounseling. We release an episode every other Friday. There is much more to come. Uh, also, please check out my anchor station, Headcanon, and my other podcast, Obsessed. Again, you can find all that on my website. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at ForceCenterPod. You can support our new Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash center and until next time as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty I don't know how we're gonna get out of this one that's it for Star Wars Counseling.